because in the beginning, let me even before selling, how I, I was able to finance everything myself till already from 78 till 93, mm -hmm. 18 years, it was long. And how could I do this? Because we are leading and we were selling always our intellectual property with OEM deals. And most people were real afraid, my salespeople were afraid from that mm -hmm. because you sell everything you have to your competitor. But I had, a, I had there, my, my vision was there on that moment, the dream moved in vision, that I learned that you evangelize and then your competitor is following you. Hello, my name is Fritz Busmarker, one of the hosts, and welcome to another edition of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show which brings you the experience and wisdom of hundreds of people around the world. Today, it is my honor and privilege to welcome Jan Baan of the Netherlands. Jan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks to invite me, Fritz. Yeah. Now, let me introduce Jan Baan. He's recognized as an international IT entrepreneur, a, a true captain of industry. He was the founder of Baan Company in his heyday, only second to SAP, and played a key role in creating a worldwide market for enterprise resource planning. He later founded the Cordis Company, a company providing business process management software, and is a venture capitalist, including uh, investing in WebEx. And possibly, he's also the first major software products company to do software development in India through outsourcing, which began in 1987. So, Jan, welcome to the show. And let me start off. You started as an IT entrepreneur in 1978, well, well, well before the internet and IT became popular. How did you start in information technology? Uh, it uh, happens by accident. It's not, uh, not hindered by a vision and by experience. Uh, I worked in, uh, as an, uh, an employee those days uh, and in financial, uh, being a controller in a company and also responsible for an IBM small implementation for a wholesale package. Now, and that was one of the elements. Later on, I came a little frustrated and I uh, took the risk, started my own business without vision. Uh, now, and an important element, I should say, what happens in life that seems always this element was my visit to Durango, it was in 1982. Uh, I was one of the first ones working not with Apple, but with a multitasking, multi-user microcomputer, 8-bit 64K, on the edge of technology. Uh, and it was already multitasking. Now, and, and then we were successful in the Netherlands, and I visited this company, this factory in 82. And they give me a red carpet treatment because we are small, but still already one of their few representatives in Europe. And there I learned that they moved from proprietary to Unix. Now, and immediately I changed. And I learned so much there is what means Unix, what means open. It means microtechnology, other than uh, the IBM PC or Apple. They were all uh, even Intel, uh, but proprietary. Now we moved to Unix. Now, and I think that was one of the most important elements. And then from that moment, I learned that um, when we moved to Unix, the productivity of my developers uh, reduced tremendously by C, etc. And we built the first converter, we built the, band, the famous band shell. Now, all those, I will come back later on, well, I think a little on this band shell, but all those elements have given me uh, a starting point without legacy and, and, and starting with disruptive technology. Okay, Jan, uh, you said just now, I don't have a vision, but still you said once uh, dreaming is part of being an entrepreneur. Uh, mm -hmm. So what was one of your dreams? Uh, and I know you, um, triggered, you, you were triggered to go to India. 
well before the internet was uh, born in 1989. So uh, was that one of your dreams? Earlier, dreams came later. Because first, to have a dream, you need the components. And if you have, if you need, you need nothing. Now, I learned some things that was by accident ex executing. Then I came in India. It was not planned. I was invited by those days by when Deitman was Ministry of Education in the Parliament, and it was the first Dutch Indian business trip. And I was invited. And okay, as an entrepreneur, you have time, and it's fun, and it's, it's always nice. And I felt a little uh, pleased to be invited and I moved, I participated real naive. I had a dream to export my MRP system. We had already an, a Unix-based MRP system. Okay, can you explain, explain to Jans, what is, does MRP mean? Yeah, MRP was, those days, at the beginning of ERP was material requirements planning. Okay. You did all your logistic activities and with Oliver Wright, uh, even uh, formulas, we were able to build uh, real. The foundation of ERP was MRP, Material Requirements Planning. Later on, we moved to MRP2. That was more the complete logistics. And then it, it Gartner uh, called it later on ERP Enterprise. Although, funny, it never became enterprise. It's nonsense. Because today, in an enterprise, you have many of those systems. It may be entity resource planning. But that's okay. joking. Coming in India, I was so amazed. I, was, I met first of the... Uh, companies who were before the Vipros uh, and, and TCSs. Uh, one was um, uh, Datamatics, uh, there was Party. I, I met these guys and uh, I saw and I uh, say acquired resources from them. They helped me a little in the beginning, but I saw no contribution from them. And there was the reason that I started captive uh, outsourcing good myself. And it was quite unique. In, in the 80s already, building an ERP department, but those was the unique elements. We came not with empty hands. I moved to India with already the Banshell, with already an MRP product. And I decided not to use India as, as um, say, outsourcing, uh, where you have the, what we say, uh, the elements that, that you do, do uh, only outsourcing and, and OIP. No. Uh, we say often, we say that we have uh, three, the architecture where you have the front end. Yeah, and, and, and don't say those people in India have nothing to say. No, I empowered the Indians because the unique element was it was low cost, even other, uh, other currency, and high ex, uh, high knowledge, but no experience, no experience. Now we were able to combine that with a Dutch experience working with the Indians, although we did it with broken English those days but knowing that broken English is the most uh, spoken language in the world. Now, with broken English, but trust full our Indian guys and incorporate them in uh, the ban factory. And we moved then the core factory to India. Now, what was then the benefit? Trusting those people, we built IT in India. And people are saying today, we are the first in the world who built IT in India those days. Because there was not no IP, who built intellectual property in India. Now, having your intellectual property in India, then the benefit came because all the support can could also be done from India, and they were better in English than our Dutch people in English. That means we have extremely cheap development capacity, high quality, Dutch experience, and also all the resources in India. Now, then later on, my dream. Yeah. And then as an entrepreneur, I should say, I translate my vision into a product for the benefit of the business operations to my customer while uh, you are serving also the social elements therein. And 
Often I worked with IT who did not exist. We always built things who were not yet there in the market. We were one of the first in Unix and building, say, mainframe applications in micro-technology, etc. Now, that means always disruptive and always moving to new ways. Now, and the Bandshell allows us to increase the tool factories, and at the other end, because we generate the code, uh, and, and build and move step-by-step step in an event-driven uh, environment already. And that was quite unique, maybe one of the first who had a three-tier event-driven environment. But then, okay, in the dream. To a certain point, I learned that uh, new technology waves are coming. And that is the most critical part as an entrepreneur. Are you changing from an entrepreneur into a professional manager? Or are you executing more with fancy capital for market cap? Uh, or, and as an investor, or are you still continuing your entrepreneurial drive? And I'm more an entrepreneur. And I saw in end of the uh, of the 90s that the show was over. Internet became, because it was before the internet. Yes. And like, like today SAP, like today Oracle, or like today my old band product, they were not built for the internet. And that was for me a reason to start again with our second startup, Cordis. Cordis, yes. Okay. Uh, so... Um, so at its heyday, Bayer was a significant, uh, Bayer was a significant country, uh, company. Unfortunately, you did have to sell it. So how did it make you feel that you had to sell a company which you gave your own name to? Yeah, that was real hard. Because in the beginning, let me even before selling, how I, I was able to finance everything myself. Till already from 78 till 93. Mm -hmm. 18 years, it was long. And how could I do this? Because we are leading and we were selling always our intellectual property with OEM deals. And most people are real afraid, my salespeople are afraid from that, mm -hmm. because you sell everything you have to your competitor. But I had, a, I had there, my, my vision was there on that moment, the dream moved in vision, that I learned that you evangelize and then your competitor is following you and you have the core elements. Now, that propelled us to the interest of Gartner and to the interest of a fancy capital firm, one of the leading firms was General Atlantic Partners, because we did a deal in the 90s with our biggest competitor, ASK. And ASK was a leading in uh, ERP solutions on uh, DEC and HP native solutions, no Unix. And they failed the Unix. And they saw the opportunity to buy our uh, intellectual property now, and that propelled us tremendous, and then the venture capital came. Now, and they were interested to participate in my company. Now, and then the problem comes. I saw my company as part of my family. It feels that, you, yeah, your company is one of your children. And they attacked one of my children. Now, and I came to the conclusion in the beginning, uh, I was so upset, upset for that. I say, we should not do, not do this. But then again, with lack of vision, I learned some things because it seems that we were, we were too uh, too small uh, to being a worldwide leader, and uh, and even too big to stay small because the the the, the product was already known as a, a worldwide component with these OEM deals. No. And then they convinced me: okay, you have to make your choice for the future. What is the future? Are you staying as a tier one player? to bring your own intellectual property to others, and you are unknown, like in automotive, you are under the hood, 
you have blue, you are like Borsa or Vallejo and not Mercedes. Yes. Or do you like to become Mercedes? But then you are too, too poor in money to execute on this. No. And then we came to the conclusion, it's maybe then better to give up your authority because why was, was I upset? I had 100% authority. I could execute, I have no board, I could execute everything on it. It was only me and later my brother. No. And, but then I learned that our mission is by far ahead of your execution. That means you have to give up your freedom. And then the crucial element was then, you are no longer dealing with incest. And what is incest? As a small company, you deal with your own resources. Yes. And from that moment, you deal with professionals outside. And that has propelled me also in knowledge with the smart, a uh, genolentic guys who came from um, uh, top from IBM and top from McKinsey. And there I learned a lot on the educational part of the of my entrepreneurial journey. Because most times you stay too much introvert as entrepreneur. So they basically and, help you to be an entrepreneur and make that very yeah. hard decision and move on. Yeah. But to continue as an entrepreneur, yeah. let me say most times the entrepreneur is over when the fancy capital is coming in and then they kill everything. Now, and it was in the beginning of our infancy and, and on the beginning of, of, of breaking through from 60 million we moved to and, and, and they, they participate only for 30 million, they collect a billion. That means we, uh, we were on the beginning to go from a small company to a worldwide leader, number two after SAP. Now, and it could, I could never have done this when uh, I was on my own with only the knowledge before. Uh, but with my entrepreneurial knowledge I developed already in the 20 years before, now they even participate with me with, I should say, boardroom knowledge. Uh, the knowledge from the big enterprise. And, and I, as being a quick learner, that's the entrepreneur, always a quick learner, uh, I adopted also those, uh, the knowledge. Okay, so what I hear you say, Jan, is as an entrepreneur, you organize uh, your experience and knowledge, bring that together. So that's the entrepreneurial part, and then it makes happen. Now, I also want to move to something, an, an, an other topic. Um, you were a VC uh, venture capitalist, which included WebEx. Uh, now, in this current corona age, where we are completely dependent on these platforms for our business, uh, that's quite a visionary uh, move to make to invest in WebEx. What triggered yeah. you to do that? Also, accidental. I had a new CIO from Silicon Valley, and he was involved because we were only focused those days in ERP was only without before the browser. Realize that it was only three-tier architectural, but no browser. <laughs> and then we learned with the new CIO there's a browser. And there were two very small companies in Silicon Valley. One was WebEx, the first SaaS company. And one was top tier, the first uh, portal company. Uh, no, I, and then he came to me and said, Young, we should invest in these two companies. Said, okay, let's do this. I had money enough with my bond money. And I, that means I was able, after the participation of uh, this fancy capital, with my private money and with my private, and even after the stock exchange, uh, to have money enough to participate in these two internet driven companies. And did have brought me on the helm of the internet because I have two leading companies in the internet. Top tier was the first, first portal company in the world before portal yes. was born. And, and WebEx was the first software as a service company focusing on what we see today, video as a service. Now, and, and then and these are your, yeah. no, go, go ahead. 
Now they came to me and said, Jan, why should we not build WebEx as the war room for the business? Uh, and bring them everything in the browser, and you have with your uh, tools, because it was later on, was it also with Cordis, you have end-to-end -end with your business process tools, end-to-end -to -end, uh, business processes as a one version of the truth. If you can bring this BPM layer into the WebEx meeting, then we have the war room to execute. Now, that was a dream, but we failed because later on WebEx was sold to Cisco and it was killed. Now, I see it now today in Zoom. Zoom came out of WebEx. The guy in Zoom uh, is starting with my money because in reality, I funded WebEx and he worked as an, um, there as an engineer in WebEx and learning the lessons. And that moved even today to Zoom. I feel proud that without my investment in WebEx, there was never a Zoom. No. And yeah, that, that's actually a remark I wanted to make. You you can be proud of your children, like uh, WebEx being one, but then Zoom is one of your grandchildren almost, and uh, look where they are today. And in the indirect, of course, but it was fundamental. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you look at the current uh, situation with the pandemic, um, do you have um, any opportunities? Do you see any opportunities in this uh, current day and age? Yeah. Uh, the beauty is now we all learned how to Zoom and how to anyway do all this stuff. And, uh, but the problem is what we do is only most time for entertainment. Even what we do today, we are Zooming with unstructured data and not with business data. Now, we should Zoom. Now, my dream is sit on my desk, sit on my virtual. I can have everyone on my virtual desk with one keyboard all together and, and running. Our, no, and that is the third layer, what we're talking of the layer of the business processes are moving into the workflow and the outbound workflow. The, I've seen ERP as a layer for the enterprise. Then I saw Cordis with, uh, with BPM SOA as a layer for what Portner mentioned, operational excellence, to bring all the processes together, but it's only the inbound of the enterprise, it's only the data. Now, now we moved in the, what Gartner mentioned in the third layer, uh, system of innovation, and in the third layer is the knowledge worker. And if I can delay all the related elements like case management to the knowledge worker on as late binding on the latest moment, then it is 100 times more simpler to, uh, to run the business. Now, what is now the problem? There was one disturbing element that was, let me share it for a, a moment, that was in 95 Netscape was born. And Netscape was the first company who came in the browser. And, and very soon, Andreessen and the, the top fancy capitals moved their money. They did the same year IPO, then I did my IPO. And they bypassed me, they were number one, we were number two on the IPO. And they were the first unicorn, but they make a multiple, uh, multi-billion company very soon. 80% market share, but few years, it was killed by Bill Gates, by Microsoft. Why? Because Microsoft had a monopoly of the PC, and they did not respect the browser of in this of Netscape, and they blocked it, and they blocked it with old Office products and all the old stuff. Now, and this is a dangerous element that we see: is more is monopoly is blocking innovation. Now, the good stuff was the smart fancy capital sold before they're blocking all their shares, the Sequoias, etc., and they reinvest in uh, in Google in uh, Facebook, in Amazon, uh, etc. Now, and they brought everything to what we call the consumerization of IT. 
where we have today big data and internet of things amazing that is today we say this mobile is 25 million times stronger than my mainframe but not a problem all the backend we have still the data and i've seen and ban is still alive and we see that everyone was blocked by y2k in the year 2000 and a, a, a million of people in india worked on fixing y2k and today all the data are still in an ERP data lake. Transactional, and maybe it's, it's the data is relational, no, but what I'm seeing now today, I'm linking this together with the third layer with the REST API, we are adopting all those data lakes together in one element and building very strong with these tools, open source tools, and with the containerization and Kubernetes elements, this, Kubernetes, this containerized services. Now, bringing this together, I think this will be the revolution in tomorrow's world. I understand the revolution. And uh, so, and what's the role of the current pandemic here? Is this an accelerator? Yeah, because without uh, this one, there was, we had not the uh, ability to change. I understand. Okay. Because we all are now used. We all are, although it is limited to only, uh, I should say, uh, unstructured data, but we can work with everyone together on every, uh, and we, we made the world open. That means all the uh, economies in Africa, etc., are available for knowledge. We are yeah. no longer dependent on Silicon Valley. I got it. Hey, we're almost at the end of the interview, Jan, and uh, I want to thank you for sharing so passionately your uh, background and expertise in uh, the IT, international IT industry. And um, I want to end with uh, a couple of questions to you. Uh, first of all, what would you say are the three key milestones in your life or career? Now, if I'm looking to the three key milestones, then more, I should say, they have to do with the three layers. And what we have, this uh, the first was a uh, band company being in the first layer uh, and, and uh, ERP. Second, we uh, became decoupled from ERP and built uh, SOA, uh, but as Eve today obsolete. And then we moved in the third layer, the strengths, I should say, real in the system of innovation. Now, and we see now these uh, strong APIs allows us to come in there in. Now, and in these milestones, I think the core element is that maybe uh, I have seen that Gartner was saying one of your strong points is that you're connected to all the three layers. You have this uh, more uh, the, the connectivity, uh, the, I should say forming the co uh, connective tissue between the three layers are in tomorrow's world the most important ones because uh, I see Google extremely strong coming, I believe very strong in them, but the kids of Google do not yet understand the enterprise and you need still the ERP there together. And you, you need the old world. Without the old world, there is no element to succeed in the new world, but you have to change it to the front end. Okay, so if I understand you, you your key milestones are aligned with the, your, your three key big initiatives. Bound Company, Cordis, and uh, Vandenberg Venture at the moment. Indeed, yeah. Okay, great. Now, uh, one final question. Uh, what are your biggest learning uh, from your biggest failures, uh, mistakes, uh, admitting you have made some in, uh, in the past? Yeah, I spent uh, last year a lot of time by collecting all my experience now in, in my autobiography. And then, yeah, you, you mm -hmm. again, 
bring all these things together and hindsight looking back then you see maybe there is not so much time for success because by success tomorrow immediately you have to continue there and it's even not so much joy success is more a, a responsibility uh, and, and and that's the problem and the most lessons learned is is in your failures uh, and I have seen uh, what should I say more uh, uh, I'm so with these elements then you have time and and even two times I stepped out of my business I burned my ships I burned instead of having the success of bond the future building it ten times bigger was ex- expected maybe as was more stupid as an entrepreneur being entrepreneurial driven and all the investment driven to go to the new wave it was maybe too early I burned my ships in bond then I was too early with, uh, and I have good money therein. I was too early. I invested money in the Soa world too early, maybe, but there I learned the most. And then I started in, in the third wave. Even as you say, it keeps you a little, little humble if, if you stay a little above, because an entrepreneur is driven by ego and it's good there to be corrected. Okay. Well, sometimes you need that to be put in your place, I guess, in this world. Uh, so, Jan, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today and share your experience and vision in, uh, well, as a captain of industry in the IT world. So, I thank you for sharing your knowledge for uh, the brand called you. And uh, it's always been a pleasure. So, thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, uh, Fritz. See you later. Thank you for listening to the brand called you videocast and podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.